All right, boys. Um, thanks for being here to the uh, the first first edition of Burning with Burn. Um, it's really cool having you guys on here. Um, we got Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Emerson Hancock, um, and Logan, you were our 2018 first round pick, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, I just want to make sure I had that right, and then. George was 2019, and then Emerson, you were this this year, 2020. So um, pretty unique situation having three tall right-handed dudes <laughs> as first rounders over the last three years. Um, and I thought it would I thought it'd be interesting to get the three of you guys on here and just talk about um, not necessarily that aspect. I mean, some of it is you know some of that we can talk about as well, but just overall. Uh, your experiences going through baseball and then getting to pro ball and how you guys are thinking about your careers. Um, you guys are all pretty special players, I would say, just being around all of you. Obviously, your first rounders. But, you know, one thing I've just really noticed is first rounders nowadays are just a little bit different than when I played, <laughs> which, you know, I, I think there's something to that. Um, but it's really interesting to see how you guys go about your days. Emerson, I haven't spent too much time around. I haven't spent any time around you, but um, for everything I've heard about you, you know, is similar to what I hear about George and Logan. Um, so I, I did want to start off uh, just with Logan here. Um, thinking about, what I saw from first rounders and, and, and anybody really playing the game nowadays is, you know, the price of admission to pro ball or even getting to the big leagues is hard work. You know, you hear a lot of guys talking about, Oh, I, I'm a hard worker. You know, I'll be the hardest worker you got. It's like, well, okay. Everybody does that. You kind of have to do that to keep up with everyone. So I guess, Logan, my question is to you, how do guys separate themselves nowadays as players when everyone is in there working hard? They all have the same sort of information. How, how do you separate yourself? Yeah, I hear that a lot, too, from different people. And most people mean uh, what, what they think they say, I believe. But um, a lot of people work hard, and but might be one aspect or two aspects of what it takes to be a complete player. And I think the people that really separate themselves are the people that can, most people talk about working hard physically and working out and throwing and all that stuff. But are you the hardest worker mentally, physically, you know, off the field, doing research, trying to get better with your diet, with your sleep, all these things that are so important. Um, I think the more of your life that you're invested in it, and not just the working out and throwing, trying to find a way to get better, trying to find whatever the next step is going to be to separate yourself. I think that's what really makes people better than the rest of the competition. Mm. So what I'm hearing there is it's not just showing up and, and getting your work in for the day. It's more of like an overall thought process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So when you, when you're going, when you're off the field, um, it's almost like you have these set of standards for yourself that you're preparing constantly to be ready every day, right? Is that, is that sort of what I'm hearing? Yeah. 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 A lot of it's just with 
thoughts or um, personally writing things down in a journal or like going back to old video, finding things that whatever I can do to get the edge on somebody else um, that could be physically, it could be mentally different things like that. Um, but there's, there's always something out there. You can count on that. And it's about the people that are willing to find it, whatever that may be. Yeah, man, I, I agree with that, you know, cause I see, you know, you, you really like the first year you were with us, I would always just see you off on a random field doing stuff and you would do it endlessly, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're doing a bunch of weird shit. And, but I think doing a bunch of weird shit is part of the deal. Um, and I think you do those things, people do those things, but they're also think they're like learning themselves or creating more awareness around themselves when they go out and understand how their physicality um, informs their, their, their mindset. And then when you, when you go away from the field, it's almost like this mindset perpetuates itself all the time. Like you're thinking yeah. about it, you're learning, you're, you're going, okay, what did I do right there? And how can I maybe tweak that or be more efficient with it? And I see that with you quite a bit cause I've been around you the most and it's um, yeah, man, I, I totally agree. It's almost like a 24 seven thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard to turn on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, George, do you, do you, what do you think about that? Do you have a, uh, Anything to say on that or agree with that? Yeah, I think Logan hit that on the head. Um, <clears throat> I think also uh, either on and off the field, whatever it is, I think everyone has like they can find this different level of like confidence or like or just like courage inside them to make them want to do stuff more often. Or um, even if it's on the field, like you're in a tough situation, but you just keep like believing in yourself something like that like people that just are super mentally strong and um are able to put the work in behind the scenes and um i think that's what separates someone pretty good and then uh, i think like the uh aspect on like failure too um like a lot of people are scared of uh kind of like the unknown they don't want to venture on the new things or do that kind of stuff so uh i think it's good to be open to trying different things and finding stuff that works for you and just not being uh, scared to fail. I love that, man. That's it's what like, separates a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're constant seekers of information and knowledge and, um, bettering yourself, you know, mm -hmm. it just never, it never stops. Uh, that kind of like makes me think about <clears throat> this next question is like, you know, you guys are all, you, you did whatever you had to do to, to become this first round pick, right? So at some point before then, though, you something shifted in your brain, right? It was like baseball was this fun game that you played with the boys and, you know, you had a good time. <laughs> and then all of a sudden something happens to where it's like you go from being something that you just did and played do something you created standards for in your life to then become the, the, the players you are now. Um, Emerson, I'll, I'll throw this one at you. Like, when did that happen? And do you remember that time where you're like, okay, this is real. How, and then what happened where you started shifting gears into thinking about the game differently? Yeah, I remember it being a game my freshman year I pitched against Arkansas and one of the biggest series of the year. If we 
end up beating them or a national seed, all this stuff that kind of tap, caps off the, the great season. And I go out on a Saturday after we already lost on Friday and I don't get through two innings. And I remember like coming in the dugout, knowing that like the bullpen could potentially be screwed for the rest of the weekend for the next game on Sunday. We had a rain delay, which made it even better. So I had to sit through a three hour rain delay out in the dugout, just kind of like looking out, you know, like pitchers, it's really hard to shut that off. Like Logan said, you have a bad outing. You think about it over and over. What could you have done differently? And I remember sitting on the dugout and like having that feeling that like, you know, I let the team down. Like I never want that feeling again. And so I remember moving on to the regionals. I pitched a little bit better against Duke, but I really used kind of like that instance throughout that off season and really to my sophomore and junior year. I was like, all right, like this is something different. You know, like if I want to do that, I want to be inconsistent. I can keep going that way or I can kind of flip the switch and work a little bit harder, focus a little bit better and see if I can get better for that next season. That's cool, man. And it's almost like you can see other players take the other path. You know, you, you see that as you move on. When I when I was playing, I saw that kind of happen where you you see players get to this point of like, oh, shit, this is going to be really hard. Like, I'm either going to, like, start doing these things or I'm, I'm good. I just want to, like, have a good time. You know, you see a lot of players with a lot of talent do that. And obviously you guys took that, made that choice of – propelling yourself into this direction. Uh, Logan or George, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, do you remember that time when you were like, okay, this, this is something I really want to do and I'm going to work harder in figuring this out? Uh, I think, I mean, it starts at such a young age, like uh, all those like tournaments you go travel to, like the East Cobb ones and all that stuff. Like it's a big investment. Um. So, I don't know. There's just so much time to be put into it. It's uh, it's just something from a young age you just dream of doing, and it's just at the end of the day, it's just fun, and I know we all enjoy it. So, uh, do, do you think it's like almost a, like an opportunity? Like you had the opportunity, then you seize the opportunity. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because there's so much travel ball that you get into, like when you're good obviously people are like, that guy's good. Let's get him on our team. And then they, then you're just all of a sudden you're on all these tournaments and, and being showcased mm -hmm. everywhere. But then again, it goes back to that point of <clears throat> you could just be like, I'm, I don't want to do all this stuff, you know, like, but it, but you guys chose to continue on and get better. Um, mm -hmm. So I think there's like a real, there, there's like it's palpable right you can almost feel the choice of going like yeah this is what i'm gonna do and then there's no stopping it and i think you all of you have that quality because well obviously you're you're all really good um do you want to add anything in there logan to that or yeah just real quick um for me i think probably around my freshman year as well uh it actually i think it came from our college coach made us go home one day and write a like write a paper, just notebook paper on what our goals are, expectations for the season, for ourselves, for the team. I think with that came standards because I'm, I'm writing down all these things that I want to accomplish. And then it really made me think like, okay, how does this turn into things I just wrote down to things I'm actually going to accomplish? What am I going to do to make these things happen? And then from there, it was so much easier for my standards to get better or redefine them. And I mean, just it's completely different now 
and more detailed than it was my freshman year of college. But that's because I finally sat down and actually made this thing happen and thought about it. So I think that's the first step for, you know, anybody out there that hasn't done that is it gets so much easier once you actually just take that first step and get thinking about it. Absolutely, man. It goes back to that choice. There's something in uh, psychology called internal locus of control and locus of control. I remember writing this in my hat, like under my, the, the brim of my hat. I just wrote locus of control on there and I didn't even know, like I had nothing, I knew nothing about sports psychology. I just remember reading a book um, on the mental game and that really stuck with me. And it's just about feeling like you have control over your own destiny to some degree. And I hear all of you guys talking about that right now. You know, you, you all took a hold of it and you're like, I'm going to make this happen. I'm like Logan, what you said, you wrote down those things. You had never written those things down before. And then you could almost see where you wanted to go after you wrote those things down. And then you took the actions to do it, which is, um, it's, it's really cool. Like nothing happens without that, that step of taking, taking the first step, right. And then creating those standards. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, Logan, I'm just gonna throw it back at you, man. Why, what do you think today's players understand better than when I played or, vice versa, right? Like what, what did I understand about the game that maybe you guys don't understand and maybe not like not understand, but like have like really good clarity on. Yeah, I'd say probably the obvious answer right now is just the technology and information and things like that. Um, so much data and things that you can actually measure out there and makes developing way easier. Uh, I think with that comes just our understanding that, we all didn't have this technology growing up, but now we do in pro ball. So we were kind of introduced to this whole new way of looking at baseball and measuring what's going on. So I think with that, we're able to accept new ideas more, uh, even go out and search for what's the new thing that's going to help me rather than just staying in what I've always done and try to make it work regardless. But the flip side of that, I think where it's been a little dangerous is, um, in the past, like people are so good at competing. People are so good at actually just, it's you versus one other guy. And we can get caught in a trap of we're playing the competition. We're playing the other guy, but we're also playing ourselves sometimes. If you get in your head a little bit, if you start worrying about all these things where I know there's times where I've beat myself and I wouldn't say the hitter beat me, you know? So now you're playing two people. So that can get a little dangerous sometimes if you let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a really good point, man. Yeah, I I think that having that technology is so uh, it's it's a part of the game now. I I always think back about like man, I, that would so I think we're constantly trying to create awareness for ourselves so we understand our, understand ourselves better so we can make better choices to uh, to progress and and be a better version of ourselves. And we didn't have that technology, right? Like it, it's really interesting to. Uh, I would have loved to see what my green clouds were, you know, like who knows how, like percentage of how many changeups I would have thrown, man, it would have probably been like 80% or something, but it's really neat to know that. So, um, <clears throat> thinking about the awareness that you guys are, are able to create through the technology. And then, like you said, you're also like playing this battle of you versus you. And that's, that's always the toughest battle, <laughs> no matter what. 
that's that's uh, eternally been the biggest battle for any athlete, I think. Um, yeah, do you guys, Emerson and George, you got you have any thoughts on that? Just like the difference between old timers and and what's going on today. I sometimes just think like old timers kind of stick to like what's traditional, right? They kind of stick to what they've always known. Like there's only one way to do this. But when now you have so much information and technology, a lot of guys are all about it. Some people kind of like it. And then other people just kind of take and choose what they want from it. So I think the beauty of it is people can use it and go whichever way they want to go, which I think that it's like what you see with Trevor Bauer. Talk about how all the crazy things he does. Well, it works for him. And I think that's the beauty of it. What works for Logan is my, I might not be able to analyze it as well as George can and vice versa. So I think that's what's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all our own perceptions of it. Um, George, you have something? Uh, yeah, I think also just like in general, like coaches or like fans, everyone's like perception. I mean, their standards are kind of higher. Mm-hmm. Like everyone uh, – everyone's trying to throw harder. They're trying to hit the ball further. Um, and like back to Logan was saying, people are kind of just mentally, uh, it can get pretty overwhelming for yourself. And I, like Emerson said to older guys, I guess would, they just kind of stick to the thing that works for them. They don't let anything else come in their head. Um, but it's tough. It's just, everyone's trying to get better. Uh, and it's hard to, like control everything i don't know yeah i i totally agree with that man it's um because we have so much more knowledge around what you guys are doing every day physically like every everything you guys lift is measured the force you put into it like how hard you throw the how how much the ball is spinning i mean it's crazy right like so like how much how much better are we gonna get like you no one's going to throw 110, right? But like all of a sudden we know that if you throw, if you go from 94 to 95, your ERA is automatically going to drop I think, like over a half run or something, right? Just from that one mile an hour um, based on all the stats from major league pitches and velocities, right? Like that's crazy that we know that. And <clears throat> the average fastball when I played is 89 and now it's almost 94. And I mean, what else, what else are we going to do? You know, I just, I always think about like, what, how are we going to continue to progress? And of course I'm a mental skills coach. So I think that, <laughs> I think that that's, that's the way that we're going to progress. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. the way we've always progressed. The guys that were really successful then are the guys that are successful now. Um, but it's it's crazy to think about all the numbers and technology that we know and how that's determining a lot of people's careers, you know? Like, you guys all just, it's ridiculous watching you guys throw, you know? Like, you guys would have been in the big leagues right now when I played immediately because no one, no one does the kind of shit you guys do. It's crazy. Um, all right. Those are good answers. Love that. Um you know, you got so going back to the first rounder thing, you guys are all first rounders. And you you know, you didn't start playing baseball to be a first rounder. You know, no one no one was like, I, I don't think. I mean, maybe, maybe nowadays the kids are doing that, but 
when I played, it was like to get into the show, right? You want to play in the big, you walk into the stadium and it's a, it's a cathedral, right? It's like, that's the Holy grail. That's where you want to stand someday. I remember walking into Candlestick Park in San Francisco and just being like, whoa. And that, that place was terrible. I can't imagine walking into a place nowadays as a kid and seeing, seeing what's going on. Um, so you don't want to – it's not necessarily being a first-rounder. That's not the thing. Everyone wants to, to be on the show. So clearly money isn't the only thing, the only reason that you're playing, right? So – what is, what is the drive to, to make it to the show? Like, why, why do guys nowadays want to make the show? Um, I don't know. Whoever wants to start. Emerson, let's start with you. I think it's what you dream about. I think when you're a kid, you dream about pitching in the big stadiums and under the bright lights. and It's, it's easy to kind of get diverted away from that, but the, the drive is to, to fulfill that dream. To, to finally be able to, to pitch on that team, to compete, to be in the playoffs, to win a World Series, whatever you want to do. But just to kind of say, you know, like, like I, I can do this, like I did this, and just keep going from there. Awesome. You guys have anything else on that? Um, I don't know. I think, it, honestly, it's just it's pretty damn cool. Like, I mean, my <laughs> first – yeah, the first time I walked into uh, – Seattle this summer, um, like first day on the job with the sixth man, I thought it was pretty damn cool just walking in there. Like, um, it's a privilege. I don't know. You just like he said, you just dream about it. It's the highest level of what we do for our job, and um, just being how have all the fans and the supporters and stuff like teammates just grinding every day. I think everyone just really like just wants that i think it's i think it's really awesome yeah it's like this internal fulfillment right you have this dream of something that you can't even imagine fulfilling right it's so hard to get to that spot it's almost like you're dreaming about it and you can't you can't like even conceptualize what it would be like and it's not and that's what i love about it right it's not about the money or fame or anything like that. It's just about this unknown fantasy that you have about being there. Then you don't even know what it is. You know, like that's, that's why I think it's not about the money or why it's not about fame is because we know what that is. We know what money is like that. Okay. That's money. Great. Cool. Pay for stuff. But we don't really know what that feeling is like, you know, like that's, that's the thing, man. This is pretty cool to have that fantasy and like be able to know that you really have to do a lot of things. You have to, you have to set those standards. You have to, you do have to dream about it. You do have to keep it in your, like the forefront of your mind all the time um, to get to this thing. You don't even know what you're doing. It's like almost like this faith of something that who knows if I'll get there, but man, it's there. It's, it exists. Um, Logan, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think that's the main point, what they're talking about, um, and just the way you grow up, and that's your dream as a kid, and you want to see it through. I think the other, a little other side of it is, um, at this level, I think people are just wired pretty similarly, mm. that are at a really high level, and it's an internal thing where you want to be the best among the best. You want to prove yourself that you can stand out among everybody that's the best at what they do, mm. Um 
and kind of like you were saying, um, you go back to a time when we were the only ones at one point that believed that we would actually make it to the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, a lot more people might think it's possible, <laughs> yeah. but you know, 10 years ago, I was the only one that actually thought it was going to happen mm-hmm. and there was nothing to go off of. It was a one in a million chance. Mm-hmm. And there's something to actually proving yourself right and something that seems so impossible. I don't know. That's that seems pretty special to me. Do we all have that story where people were like, no, you better find out something else to do because that's not going to happen? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Did you have that, George? I mean, yeah, there's always people like um, like back in, like even before high school days, like, oh, he's, he's not good. Like I had like coaches back in the day, like, I get, I had some, like, I'd get like all upset on the mound be emotional. So I'll oh, never make it. He'll never do this. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of good to like prove him wrong. And, yeah. um, like you said, just, it's, yeah. I do. That's such a driving force. I remember fa- a family member telling me that it was, it was cute that I was playing, but you'll never do that for a living. And I held that so tight, right. Family telling me that and just being like, just being like, fuck you. Like, just, I remember that as like a 12-year-old thinking that. And really like, I mean, man, I would get up early to run. I don't even know why I was running. I just felt like that would be good for me and like that would be different than what everyone else was doing. Going and hitting on my high school field while it was foggy. We had like my buddy and I had like a bag of baseballs. We'd hit them. They'd be like five pounds by the end of like after a week because they're so wet. And I just remember like, yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this no matter what. But I think that's, I always used to think that was a unique thing. But everyone, I think, everyone that's at a high level thinks that sort of thing. <clears throat> Have any of you guys ever failed, like miserably? Yeah. Emerson, have you ever failed on the field? Yeah, I failed a lot my freshman year. I really did. It, it was one of those things to where you started almost like doubting, like. Like, do I belong here? Like, do I want to do this? And it went back to my story. Like, just, you can either go one or two ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sit back and say, it's, I'm okay. I want to be average. I want to do this. Or do I want to keep chasing this dream? Do I want to keep believing in myself, knowing that I can be better and just find ways to do it? And I, I just think about my freshman year, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of games where I pitched okay. A lot of games where the team needed me, I didn't pitch well. So. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of those tough points going through, and I think you're right. It does. It always. It does always make you think after a game like that. Um, Logan, have you ever like just sucked for a long period of time? Not a long period of time, but like maybe more than one start. Um, my my freshman year, I struggled a little bit. Um, that was my first time being a full pitcher in college, not hitting at all. Um, and so like, that's the sole thing that I could hang on to mm. as far as sports goes. Um, and there's just, a, actually I had just started starting coming out of the bullpen and did pretty well. And then things went worse and then they took me off starting to go back to the bullpen. And that's just kind of like having that demotion, um, <laughs> yeah. shows you that, wait a minute, even the people on my team aren't believing in me, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. uh, I, but I think that's good cause it's kind of like a wake up call where, uh, you either got to believe in yourself or you can't convince other people to believe in you. Mm-hmm. So you're kinda, you're, as much as you have teammates and supporters and all that, you're kind of 
at the end of the day, you're out there on your own. Yep. Dude, that's the thing I love about sports so much right there too, is because sports forces you to fail. Like if you play at a high level, you're going to fail. And you guys have all gone through that, uh, that dilemma or that thought in your head of going, man, this, this is actually like this suffering of failing is worth it. And I think that's a, that's a question that we all have to answer is, um, is it, is it worth the suffering? <laughs> you know, in a way, cause you guys are, I mean, you're gonna suffer, you're gonna fail. And I just like that aspect of it because nowhere else in life really does that happen too much. You know, I mean, yeah, there, of course there's some big things that can happen in life, but like sports teaches it to you. You know, you're voluntarily trying to get your brains beat in. You're like, I'm probably going to be successful, but like, I know I'm also going to get crushed sometimes. Like that's, that's a pretty interesting thing to think about really you know you're gonna you're creating this this very public space to be just absolutely devastated I, I think that's a really cool thing about sports um george what do you think like what's something you'll miss about your life now as just a hey you're just a dude you know <laughs> you're in the minor leagues hanging out like you're pretty shielded from a lot of things, right? Like there's not a lot of, you're not really in the public eye too much right now. Mm. Um, what do you think about, what, what do you think you'll miss about this? Um, as opposed to like when you get to the show and you're doing your thing and you have all this stuff, like what do you think you're going to miss about your life now? Uh, honestly, uh, not much. I mean, I think it's just going to get better for, when you get up to the next level, you're, you're going to want to work harder. Um, uh, everything just kind of gets to that, like higher level. You like yourself, you want to get better every day. So, um, right now, I mean, it's been kind of boring, so I'm hoping I can get more time <laughs> yeah. working out, throwing and yeah. really, uh, like getting to work every day. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I'll miss much, honestly. I mean, the time off is nice, but like I, I like to get to work and um, play a full schedule and stuff like that. So, yeah, you're a pretty chill, dude, man. Like I think you'll always have that chill aspect of you. So, Logan, have you ever put any thought around that? Um, honestly, I'm not really sure. I kind of siding with George here, but um, if I had if I had to think about something, probably um, right now it's pretty easy to separate different parts of your life where when you play baseball, you're a baseball player. And when you're not, there's so much more to who you are mm-hmm. when you're up in the major leagues. I, I don't have experience, but I feel like there's so many people that the, the only thing about you is you're playing baseball and your performance, mm-hmm. you know, just the way we think of athletes nowadays, you think of LeBron or something. He, he's only seems like a basketball player or you think that's what he does his entire life, but there's, you know, so much more to who you are as a person. Yep. Uh, yep. so I think people can try to convince you that that's who you are. That's your identity at that point. I, do you guys think that that's, I think that's unique to players nowadays. I think there's a, like a, a better understanding or awareness of themselves. Does, does that make sense? Like I, 
That's one thing I noticed coming back into baseball is like, man, players really have a, a good awareness around themselves and their thoughts, their emotions, um, their ability to be more vulnerable. Uh, it, to me, that's what, that's what I noticed. When I, when I played, there was a lot of people who were like, just don't tell anybody anything, just stay to yourself. You know, do you guys think that's true? I mean, I guess you don't have any reference because you don't know what, what the guys were like when I played. But do you think that there's just a general sense of like more understanding about yourself as players? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. 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 I, feel- uh, I think. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Josh. you go ahead. No. Okay. You. Um, I think with the Mariners organization, like, uh, like we, like in Tacoma, like we were constantly talking, like group group sessions, stuff like that, like, uh, in, in order to have people be more vulnerable and like explain things and stuff like that. So, um, I think people, I don't know, they, Mariners have done a good job with that. Just trying to keep people like talking and like sharing thoughts and stuff like that. I agree. Been helpful. I, I'm obviously biased, but I think we do a really good job of that. I think that, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if we've created that fully for everybody because it does seem like people walking, like all of you guys before, you know, the first week I could tell that all of you were, you know, Emerson, again, I don't know you well, but like even talking to you on the phone, Emerson, it was like, man, it, people have a really good sense of themselves, you know, and that, I feel like that's pretty unique and that's a special thing that's happening nowadays with players that's in, in my in my opinion, is definitely making players progress faster. Um, when you have an understanding of yourself and you're curious to find out more, I think you you accelerate your your growth. Um, so my last question here, guys, is kind of like, this is almost like a selfish question in a lot of ways, but um, it's something that really affected affected me. And I, I don't know if I you guys will even be able to give me like a really – you know, thoughtful answer on this uh, because you haven't experienced, you haven't experienced the end of your career, right? You're in the middle, you're in the beginning of it. But um, the reason, the actual reason I got into mental skills was to, to help with the transition of moving out of baseball because it was so hard for me. And a lot of the guys I played with, you know, they lost a lot of their life to understanding who they were, you know, as a regular person now, they're not an athlete. Their identity wasn't wrapped up in, in being the first rounder or being a professional baseball player anymore. And I haven't really asked you guys this ever, or I haven't asked anybody this really, because, you know, it's not, it's not really a normal question to ask, but do you guys ever think about what's after baseball? Um, yeah, I would love to hear, if that's like a thing that's even on your mind and maybe why it would be or why it's not. Uh, and Emerson, we haven't heard from you in a minute. So yeah, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. I, I try not to think about it just because like baseball's just been something we're so accustomed to. Like imagine, you know, a year or two where you don't go work out, you don't go throw, you don't pitch in a game, you don't do any of these things. And it's like you said, you get so, used to having that as your identity that you sometimes going to get lost. I mean, for me, I, I always want to get back in. I think I want to get back into coaching. I think that's something that I want to do. 
because again, you know, we meet a lot of people, we make a lot of connections, but we also learn a lot along the way that we can use kind of give to younger kids, whatever it is. And uh, I think coaching for me would probably be my first option after that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think you just said it right there. That's a really good point. You know, and I, and I don't even mean like what job you would have, but I think about just maybe I'm asking more about like how you would take all, like what you just said, take all of these things that you learned just by, as a byproduct of being a player, you learn certain things, right? And then those would maybe help you in whatever you do after. Um, kind of, yeah, I don't really have a clear thought on that, but that did make sense to me what you just said. Um, Logan, you got anything, anything, any thoughts come up for you on that one? I mean, not much. It's, I'm probably not great about it either. I I don't think about it much. If I do, it makes me want to make sure baseball does work out for as long (laughs) as possible and delay that because honestly, I feel like that'll be really tough for me um, because of how invested, I mean, we're all so invested in it. Mm -hmm. It's not easy for anybody. Um, that's all we're used to for the majority of our life. So, uh, honestly, when I think about it, I either try not to think about it or try to work harder at baseball and see if it works out. Yeah. And I, and I don't blame you. Like, I think that's probably the, you know, like, why would you want to think about anything else? Like you're doing the best job ever. It's the most fun thing you could ever do. Right. I like, I've just experienced and I think that's why it's, it's on my mind. Right. Like, (laughs) I know how hard it was to go to move on. Like I still have days where I go play catch with you guys and I'm like, Oh, maybe I can, maybe I can get this thing going a little bit, you know, cause that's all I still want to do. I still want to go compete, you know? Um, but I know also know that it was like a country song after I was done too. So it's, it's like, man, it's really hard. George, did you want to add anything? Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, I just blinked. Um, <laughs> That's all right, man. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think you need to like. I think that like this question is kind of an obscure question, but I just thought about asking you guys as if as if it's even like on your mind at all because I tend to think the best in the world at whatever they do, and you guys are really good at what you do, right? Um, they don't think about anything else in a lot of ways. It's just like, they, they just do one thing. Like why it's like tunnel vision. So I just thought it'd be mm-hmm. an interesting thing to hear if that's even a, trust me, I don't want you, I don't want you guys to think about the end of your career. I'm not saying that at all. I just wonder if that's even a thought, you know, or like, yeah. Did, did, yeah. I can add on to it. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah, um, go ahead. I think like, like I haven't really thought about it much. Um, but I think like, if you're fortunate enough to have a long baseball career, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, the networking's probably endless. The people you meet, uh, whatever like that, I think you'll end up finding something that you'll enjoy doing. Um, I think the competitive like part of it's going to be tough to find that uh, daily competitiveness and uh, getting after something every day. I think um, – a lot of people still want want to have that feeling later in life. Um, so that that's my take on it. Um, I just finished up my classes, so I should graduate soon. So maybe I could nice. do something in a nice. project management, maybe. <laughs> Congratulations, man. That's cool. 
Yeah. Um, I agree, man. It's, it's, uh, I think it pays off to, to be so focused on this one thing. And I think, yeah, that's all we've done, right? When you're a kid and you dreamt about the big leagues and that's what you're doing, like, man, it's, it's uh, you guys are living it though. And it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty special thing. Um, I think that's it. I really, those are all the questions I really had for you guys. Um, do you guys have any last words or anything? You want to add anything? No, no. Yep. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for having <laughs> yeah. us, Burn. No, no, oh, yeah, Burn on the blast. yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, this is really special to me to have all you guys on here talking about this sort of stuff. Cause a lot of the questions were things that I felt in my heart, not just like a, just a, get a podcast done, you know, it wasn't just something that like some surface level stuff. So you guys dug in there with me and, um, that was really cool. So thank you. And, uh, hopefully I'll see you guys in spring training. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. you, Byron.